Today on The Lab Report, I've got a math problem for you. Uh-oh, go ahead. What is genomics plus metabolomics? Multiomics. Ooh, you're good. Thanks. Is that math? Not really. Okay. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. Think energy. Okay. Balls I, of light. I'm having a hard time because you made me do math. Be, be the ball. Wow. <laughs> be the ball, Patty. Wow. Hello. Hi, Michael Chapman. How's it going, Patty Devers? It's going amazing. Thank you. Awesome. How's that for a ball of light? That was perfect. Thanks. I really felt it. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So this is the lab report. It is. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. This is a Genova podcast where we talk about things like functional medicine, specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, and, you know, just whatever suits your fancy or what uh, really what suits our fancy, but you're listening <laughs> to it. So, That's and true. if you are listening to it and you like it, mm-hmm. what can they do, Patty? They can go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're hearing this podcast and hit that subscribe button. Do that. And maybe leave us a review or rate us with yeah. some stars. You can do that too. You could do that. They if can you also have a, contact us. Yeah, yeah. If you have a question, you might want to feel free to email that question. I don't want you to just be sitting on a lingering question. That would be terrible. Science says that that might be bad for anxiety. <laughs> Look it up. What? And so instead of just harboring all this this questioning wow. that goes unanswered, mm-hmm. send it to us and we'll help you. We'll help you with that. Podcast at gdx.net. We're here to help. Isn't that nice? Public service announcement. Well, in the teaser, you sort of brought up fake math or fuzzy math. I call it fun math. You do? That's right. Well, you were talking about putting various omics together. Yes. Layers. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of different omics out there. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about them, you'll also hear this idea of multi-omics, which is when you layer omics on top of each other. So okay. you want to start at the, so let's start at the backbone. All right. Genomics. Just the study of any genetic material in the cell. Okay. Uh-huh. Genes then are transcribed, which turns right. into transcriptomics. Mm-hmm. They're transcribed and then built into proteins. Which is proteomics. And then those proteins play a role in metabolism, which ends up creating metabolites, which is called... Mm, metabolomics. Yeah, so you get this layering effect of genomics, transcriptomics, proteomics, metabolomics. Got there. <laughs> a lot of omics. <laughs> That's a challenging syllable there. Yeah. And that is what ultimately you smash them together and you get this multi-omics approach when you layer all that different data about a patient, about an individual that gives you a really well-rounded picture, a fingerprint, if you will, of mm-hmm. what's going on in the biochemistry and in the cell. So you're talking about getting genetic material and layering it on specific metabolomics, but haven't we done that here at Genova for quite some time? Well, we have offered genetic evaluation for certain SNPs. Mm-hmm. And we've, as we discussed in our Metabolomics 101 episode, mm-hmm. we talked a lot about how we've been doing metabolomic assessment for a long time. So we can talk about a multiomics approach by looking at a SNP, mm-hmm. a genetic polymorphism, a genomic data point, if you will, mm-hmm. and then layer the metabolites around where that 
gene plays a role in the metabolism. So yeah, this is a multi-omics approach that we can do via the testing that we've been offering for some time. So this makes sense as to why, you know, we had this prior episode on SNPs, single nucleotide polymorphisms, and we wanted to really delve into some of those. But now we're talking multiomics. This might be a good place to start a new series of multiomics. Ooh, a series. I like this idea. Yes. All the serious people do series (laughs) of things. What if... What if we so just, this is going to be like a podcast series. Yeah, like a like a, an episode series, like where we'll pick a specific SNP, and then we'll kind of walk through what the SNP is and does, and then what it affects as far as metabolomics are concerned across many profiles, not just one. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, thanks, Oliver. Yeah, I like that idea too. So let's start with uh, COMT. How does COMT sound for a first episode of this series that we're about to do? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think COMT is an important buzzword. Again, another buzzword. Got it. In the functional medicine space. But I think to start, why don't we at first tell the audience what COMT stands for and then what that enzyme actually does for a living. COMT stands for and what the (laughs) enzyme does. Okay. I can do those two things. Okay, great. COMT stands for catechol-O-methyltransferase, right? I can't cross that off the list. (laughs) And then what it does, it's actually involved in detoxification of a couple different compounds. And like its name suggests, it detoxifies catechol-based metabolites, such as catecholamines, Uh like epinephrine and norepinephrine, and catecholestrogens. So it's involved in estrogen detoxification and epinephrine, norepinephrine detoxification, which is why you could see this is a pretty important little enzyme for detoxification and for your physiology. Yeah, and see how this all kind of fits together. So you pick one SNP, and it really is multiomics. It affects many different processes. Yeah, and so what does this SNP tell you? Like, what what can you expect if somebody has what we're calling, you know, variants in mm-hmm. this enzyme? Well, what the enzyme itself is responsible for is kind of working to add a methyl group, as its name applies, to methylate something from phase one to phase two detoxification, which we discussed in a prior episode. And phase two detox is responsible for taking an active intermediate and making it water-soluble for excretion. Right, exactly. And if you have SNPs, if you have variants, it's going to slow down how well the enzyme is doing that function, which is not a good thing. You're going to have a buildup of phase one metabolites, which are often highly reactive. Right. And this is one of the things that's of major concern in estrogen detoxification. So let's, let's take this multiomics approach to COMT. Okay. So say that somebody evaluate, gets a genetic evaluation for COMT and finds out that they are, they have a variant or maybe they have two variants. So what can we say about it? Hmm. It's a trick question. Mm. You can't say much about having the SNP itself, but you can say that there's a propensity to have a slowing down of that enzyme. Predisposition is the word you want to really focus on there because it's, as we've said many times, genes do not make your destiny and SNPs do not always manifest themselves as a biological or a functional problem. And... Just to add a layer to the COMT conversation, it's actually true that at least for people of European descent, the it's common, there's majority of European descent individuals have one SNP for COMT, they're heterozygous. 
what's called. Yeah. And if you go back to our SNP episode, you might want to go back to that episode. Michael talked about how some of these are really population-based. And so depending on your ethnicity, it could have different significance there. So it's not a blanket knowing. It's a, it's, it depends on your population. And why is that important? I mean, that, I think that's a, a really good question because we've not really, in the functional community, introduced this as a concept, this population, this ethnic background being having any sort of bearing on genetic evaluation. And I think it's important because it forces us to take into account what we call normal. Mm. Right. Because there is some evidence and some people out there on, you know, who are lecturing that would suggest that actually being negative negative for COMT is also abnormal. And that because heterozygosity is the most common form. Yeah. I didn't even stumble. Right. That was good. (laughs) Is the most common form that that essentially that is normal and that is the, the most benefit to be had with that confirmation. So we have to really think about what we're calling normal as it relates to somebody's ethnic heritage because what we often find in the literature is that the more rare a polymorphism is, the more it has clinical associations when it's found. I'll say that again. The more rare a SNP is, the more often it has some sort of clinical outcome associated with its presence. And that makes a lot of sense when you think about it evolutionarily because if a SNP or a genetic mutation causes a problem, it, it tends to make itself, it weed itself out of the genome, right? And so what we're thinking about as being common with COMT, it might actually be that heterozygosity for European people is the most common and conveys the most benefit, which is a shocking yeah. concept because people think a positive is a positive is a bad sign. So knowing this, knowing that there's a lot of variables that go into how clinically significant a SNP is, and also knowing that just because you have it doesn't mean it's going to manifest, that makes it necessary to look at the metabolomics piece of this, the other part of the multiomics that we're discussing. So as it relates to COMT, yeah. where would you look... What's one place you would look to see if this COMT SNP is causing some type of phenotypic expression? The first place I would look would be at estrogen metabolites in the urine because that's where I have the most concern. We know that some of these phase one products of estrogens are highly reactive and are mm. associated with hormone-mediated cancer risk. And so that's that's the first thing I'm going to be concerned about. Sure. COMT is involved in epinephrine and norepinephrine detoxification, so that's important as well, but it's not my first place I would look. I would look at estrogens first, given the risk associated. Yeah, and what you might see is just elevation of those phase one metabolites in the urine, right? Yeah. The two hydroxy, four hydroxy, 16. Yeah, and if you're doing a urine estrogen assessment that has the metabolites with it, so you you get estrone and estradiol mainly we're talking about, and those turn into either 2-hydroxyestradiol or 4-hydroxyestradiol. These are the phase one byproducts. And then COMT takes those and turns them from hydroxyestradiol to methoxyestradiol, it methylates. So that's where that methoxy comes from. And that's what we want to see. We want to see 2-hydroxy or 4-hydroxy being converted into 2-methoxy or 4-methoxy. And you want to have a good ratio between those analytes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What? I just talked about all these big fancy words and then I threw in a ratio. Let's slow down here. See? What is this ratio that I'm talking about? More math, Michael. More math. 
But I think the the concept We've got numerators and denominators <laughs> yeah. now. You don't have to get Oh man. You don't have to get wrapped up in the numerical part of this. I think just to rehash and understand that if there's a snip in COMT, it slows that enzyme down. So you'll get a buildup of phase one. So you'll have a higher amount of the two, four, and sixteen, and a lower amount of the methoxies. And so you can calculate the ratio of how much gets methylated. And so using that ratio can help you to see how well COMT is working. Yeah, and it's even called, referred to as the methylation index on our urine test, the complete hormones, which is a ratio between two methoxy to two hydroxies. It's telling you exactly how much of that byproduct phase one is being turned into the phase two methylated product. So it's called the methylation ratio, I should say. And that's one of the analytes available on the complete hormones test. So when we started talking about COMT or catechol methyltransferase, having the SNP slows the enzyme down. And we just talked about the fact that it can affect estrogen metabolism and be risk-inducing. But you also mentioned that it's important in the metabolism of neurotransmitters, catecholamines like norepinephrine, epinephrine. So if we're trying to find this multiomics approach, where else would we look if we were trying to discuss COMT as it relates to neurotransmitters. Yeah, so you could look at neurotransmitter metabolites, right? So first mm-hmm. we looked at estrogen metabolites, then we can look at neurotransmitter mm, metabolites. Metabolomics. On a metabolomics test, like the Genova's metabolomics or the NutriVal. And on those tests, there's a whole section of neurotransmitter metabolites. And the ones in particular that I'm thinking of are the byproducts of epinephrine and norepinephrine, mm-hmm. mainly phenyl mandelic acid and 3-methoxy-4-hydroxyphenylglycol, wow. MHPG. That's a lot of words there, Michael. So in essence, these are just urinary downstream metabolites of the breakdown of some catecholamines. Right. And what we're doing here is essentially trying to figure out if your SNP is manifesting as some sort of problem, right? Because a SNP might convey a predisposition, but there's all these things that also affect the enzyme. There's adequate nutritional cofactors, which can up and down regulate the enzyme function. SAM is a major, is the main cofactor for COMT enzyme activity and can actually push COMT activity further. So having adequate methylation status is critical as it relates to COMT function. Actually, higher levels of homocysteine, higher levels of SAW can slow down how well the COMT enzyme works. So all these things can affect it. What we're doing is if you look at the neurotransmitter metabolites or the estrogen metabolites, you're trying to say, okay, is this problem manifesting? So on the neurotransmitter section, epinephrine, norepinephrine are broken down into vanil mandelic acid and this MHPG. I won't say it again. Uh. And so what would you expect if you had a manifestation of a slow COMT enzyme? Well, if you try to reason this out, you have a neurotransmitter and this enzyme that breaks it down, and we're looking at those downstream metabolites, Right. it would stand to reason that they'd be low. Correct. Right. If COMT is sluggish, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to break down epinephrine, norepinephrine into the metabolites, so the metabolites might be low. Hmm. Now... We talked a little bit about how maybe the normal for some people is heterozygous and that there's a question of whether actually homozygous negative results in an enzyme that's working too fast, Mm. meaning it's too rapidly breaking down epinephrine and norepinephrine. And what might you see there on, on the testing? Again, reasoning it out. 
if the enzyme's working faster, you'd have a higher amount of metabolites downstream. Yeah, you're going to have higher turnover, right? So you're going to have more of those byproducts, more of those end products. So that's another way to look and see how the genetics are manifesting in your patient. Oh, that's brilliant. But you know what? This is getting kind of heavy. A lot of words. And a lot, a lot of, of enzymes. And a lot of biochemistry and, here. Yeah. So let's just lighten it up just for a second. Let my yeah. brain relax. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You know, it's interesting too. With the Oliver drop I just oh, did. with brilliant. with In Oliver in general. Right. I didn't tell you this, but. What? I was working on another jingle. Here we go. For question of the day. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't, it wasn't feeling right. It didn't turn out to be. Do any of them feel right, Michael? Well, that's, I guess that depends Subjective. on the listener, right? But. It wasn't working out, so I just started hitting the board with different sounds. Like with your fist, like banging on it? No, I was a little bit more constructively organized. And so I kind of came up with this song that's a little bit of a dance party that's made up of Oliver's with maybe a little Will Cole thrown in there. So you're talking about a dance party right now? Yeah. It sounds a little something like this. Oh, yeah. Trappers. This is it. There's Oliver. You guys are really great. You guys are really great at at. You guys are really great. You guys are really great at at. The dynamic. Chappers the dynamic. Oh, the dynamic. Chappers. Yeah, you can you can get down to this. Oh, at I am really great at. Chappers dynamic. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, this is gonna be my new favorite segment: dance party. Yeah, I mean it's good to have a dance party. I was thinking that. Maybe we can use something like this uh-huh. in the future, and it can be like a month in review where we take of various guests. Yeah, we take different sound bites from interviews that we've done and things like that over the month, and then we just kind of have a little one sixty-second yeah. dance party. Because you know, in the middle of COMT biochemistry and all that heavy stuff, sometimes you just gotta let loose. Look, IFM <laughs> luck knows how oh, to do the they dance do. party, and I'm thinking we follow suit, man. We we have our own lab report <laughs> throwdown. House party here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I love that. Here's something else you're going to love. Hmm. Since we took a minute playing that song, I don't think we're going to have time for question of the day or the jingle. Wow. This may be the best day of my life. So happy birthday. <laughs> and we wanted to finish up COMT talk. So yeah. let's go. Yeah. Well, just to recap, we're talking about the SNP and COMT and how it's important in estrogen detoxification and how you might want to look at the estrogen metabolites to see if it's manifesting. We talked about the neurotransmitter metabolites, unlike the metamolobix plus or the Nutrival to see if it's metabolized or if it's being manifested there. But I think what we hadn't touched on, Michael, is that let's hypothetically say someone does have a SNP in COMT yeah. and we do some of these metabolomics, multiomic evaluations and there are some abnormalities. Like what? What do you do? How do you treat that? Well, to support COMT, I think the first thing you're going to want to think of is supplying the adequate other elements to the detoxification process. So COMT uses SAMe as a substrate for Mm -hmm. methylation. CME, if you remember, to, to methylation is kind of the body main, the body's main methyl donor. And so you want to make sure that methylation is going smoothly. So you want to look at things like homocysteine and SAW, SAM levels, SAM-SAW ratio, which are available on the methylation panel, and support with adequate methylation cofactors where needed. Mm-hmm. And then that will help provide the substrate for COMT to make sure that that's not slowing down any of the detoxification processes. And, you know, there's also, there are minerals that are cofactors that are part of this as well. And I'm thinking about iron, manganese, Hmm. and magnesium have all been shown to play a bit of a role in the COMT reaction. That brings me back to our minerals episode. 
Yeah. Good How stuff. important are these minerals, I right? Know. Manganese, magnesium, iron. And there's a whole host of other things that can slow down the reaction. Cysteine can actually speed up the reaction. So that's kind of hmm. interesting when you think about cysteine and it's from a glutathione element. You know, that that's kind of interesting. But cysteine is required, uh, according to one piece of literature, that is required for the COMT enzyme. So that's all some things that you can do. There are some other things, though. Like, think about the fact that there's a problem with the detoxification pathway. Would antioxidants be something you'd consider there? Well, so when you think about antioxidants, you're really trying to assist mitigating some of the free radical damage that can be done with these phase one metabolites. So, for instance, if 4-hydroxyestradiol is not converted into 4-methoxyestradiol, it can turn into what's called 3,4-quinones, which are DNA addicts. And that's where your antioxidants are going to play a big role to try and mitigate the damage of these DNA addicts. These active intermediates, in essence. Right. So that's where glutathione is going to play a role. So that's that's where I think about antioxidant support. It's like if COMT is really not working well and you've got a buildup of all these phase one metabolites that are problems from a free radical perspective, then antioxidants are going to help mitigate that damage. Well, here's another thought then. Okay. If we know that COMT is responsible for metabolizing some of the catecholamines, what about other lifestyle modifications like stress management? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> huh? I'm, I'm He's just a little bit stressed. Calm. I'm just making sure you don't have a COMT snip. So stress management can play a role because when you think about what COMT does, it detoxifies epinephrine, norepinephrine. So if you've got sluggish COMT and sluggish detoxification, you can lead to higher levels of circulating epinephrine, norepinephrine, which is going to make you more anxious, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's where our mindfulness-based techniques, our stress management, all those things can at least slow down the production of epinephrine, norepinephrine at baseline, or the release, I should say, into the system of epinephrine, norepinephrine. And that means you're not overwhelming the COMT and its ability to detoxify. That's kind of the idea behind that. Cool. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about COMT, but I think the important thing is that we kind of killed two birds with one stone. We further, furthered that whole discussion about SNPs, and we've also really introduced the topic of multiomics and metabolomics and genomics and how we use them here at Genova. Yeah, and this was fun. This was a good time. I'm See? looking forward to this this series. Is it going to be like a mini series or mm. like a full on series? Well, I'll tell you, multiomics, it's kind of a broad topic. And if you think about all the SNPs that we actually measure here at Genova and how they can influence so many profiles, this, oh, yeah. this, this is going to be, be like a, a long series. Game of Thrones, sort of <laughs> six season variety well, here. Well, I think importantly, we'll kind of sprinkle them in between fun interviews with amazing guests. Yeah. Just kind of keep this conversation moving forward. Yeah, great. I'm looking forward to Yay. this. This is, um, this is a good time. Not that, you know, it's not usually a good time. I think we tend to have a good time. But man, this was fun. This was a good time. Yeah. And usually when we have a good time, we need to do a disclaimer. So let's go <laughs> ahead and just do the disclaimer. Great. The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only and are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Next time on the lab report, Neil deGrasse Tyson. What? Just kidding. <laughs> Although I did email him. Nothing back yet, huh? Not yet, but I'm holding out hope. You've been listening to the lab report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. 
call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. Can we hear a little bit more of that dance party? Yeah, sure. Here's the end. Yes. Here's a really great Fuck. half. Dynamic. Oh, that's it. You can't make things up. Dynamic. You can't make things up. Dynamic. Fucking Trappers. Oh, that's it. What are you on? Hat, hat. You can't make things up. Dynamic. You can't make things up. Dynamic. Fucking